Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, my name is Dave Taylor. Thanks for checking us out as uh, we are having an awesome episode for you today. Eddie Kingston from AEW checks in. Uh, a returning guest. Last time we had him on, uh, he created a lot of headlines, and I got a feeling that is going to happen again today. Uh, again, we're Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, we're a part of a couple of radio stations uh, here in Hampton Roads, Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia, Chesapeake, Virginia Beach, uh, FM 99. And 106.9 The Fox, a couple of rock stations. You can find us on the web at fm99.com or 1069thefox.com under the media tab. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, just search ESPR Wrestling, Spotify, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, anywhere. Make sure you get notifications as well. So when we post a new episode like this, when we have interviews, you get the notifications. So you don't want to miss out, especially on one like today. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, ESPR99. Uh, you can give us a follow there, subscribe, and, and everything else as well. Uh, again, without further ado, uh, AEW Collision coming to Chartway Arena on Saturday, uh, January 13th. Tickets available through uh, whynotticks.com. And uh, that is going to be a big show. And I had a chance to talk to Eddie Kingston. Uh, some of the topics we discussed, we get into this, uh, is you know how he feels about uh, social media. In tribal wrestling, uh, that's been a hot topic as of late, uh, considering what his uh, boss tweeted out earlier uh, this week. We, we get into that. Uh, we talk about the mental health, uh, which is a very big topic for Eddie. And also him having all these titles now, a uh, triple crown champion, if you will. So let's get into it without further ado, Eddie Kingston. Hey, guys. Hey, Eddie. How's it going? That's going good, brother. How are you feeling? Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm having a good day, man. Sun is shining, feeling pretty good. There you go. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I uh, actually, you know, I, I'm going to dive into this now because I, I just saw something. Uh, by the way, I'll preface this Eddie Kingston online, AEW. Uh, by the way, Collision coming to town, Chartway Arena on Saturday. Tickets available through whynotticks.com. Man, nothing like uh, doing a show at Chartway. I've seen a couple of uh, rampages there and some dynamites. It's, uh, it's always been a good time. Oh yeah, for sure. Norfolk, uh, Virginia has a lot of, a lot of history, man, with pro wrestling. So it's it's always nice to go where there's a lot of history. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you've uh, speaking of history, Eddie. Uh, you have made a ton of history uh, as of late. <laughs> Holy cow! Like, you know, by the way, uh, congrats on being a two-time guest of uh, Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, uh, ESPR. So uh, <laughs> you're you're rare company with uh, Chris Jericho and a few others. Um, yeah, don't put me in the same group as Jericho, man. I'm good. Me and, me and Chris don't like each other, man. That's just the way it is. It is what it is. It, it, it is what like it is. Everybody you work with, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you know, just, yeah. And with, yeah, yeah. We, we could dive down that hole in a minute. Uh, but you, let's talk about your history. Um, you won the AEW Continental Classic Tournament. Now you're a champion. How awesome is that? Uh, it feels great, man. But also there's a lot of pressure because now it's, you know, it's time to show off. That why why you're a champion? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's easy. It's, I, I like to tell people people it's easier to get it than to keep it. Yeah, yeah, because I got a target. But you did beat John Moxley. How did that feel? Oh, I felt unbelievably great. A man who I'd never beaten from the independents to AEW, never beat him before. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I went in like confident, you know what I mean? It was still in the back of my mind, like, yo, I've never beat my boy. I've never beat my homie before. <laughs> and, uh, you know what I mean? It felt, it felt great, but also it felt special because it was, it was Moxie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you... if it was anyway, if it was anyone else, it would have been like, yeah, okay, cool. It would have been a great feeling, but knowing that someone who's such a close friend and 
we're both two competitors, you know what I mean? And to do it with him meant the world to me, you know what I mean? Like someone uh, said to me that someone who's not a wrestling fan, I found out last night was watching with a friend and uh, she said she gets wrestling now because she saw me and Mox fighting. She was like, these are two just two friends who have an argument and need to fight each other to settle it. And then afterwards they hug. And so I'm happy that someone became a fan because of that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and that whole yeah. tournament for you has been a freaking highlight show. I'm glad that you put it on YouTube so people who missed the tournament can watch it now. Yes, yeah, hope so. Uh, and by the way, congrats on that beating job. But then in the tournament as well, because you won the Ring of Honor uh, World Championship, was uh, defeating yeah. uh, Claudio and, pu- yeah. and putting that behind you as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a different type of feeling. Like when Moxie was like a, a respectful kind of like, you know, it's my friend, yay, hooray, I beat him finally. But Claudio, it was like, yeah, I know to beat you. I'm happy I beat you. I hope you get sad about it. You know what I mean? Because I get another person. I don't hide my feelings very well. I don't have a poking face. So everyone knows me and Claudio have not gotten along in years. So beating him just felt like a different kind of good. Yeah, but I thought the handshake, you know, a little respect at the end there. I, I thought that was nice. Yeah, it wasn't really. It was a begrudging respect. It was kind of like, yeah, all right. We got to do this in a way. You know what I mean? And I kind of shook his hand thinking in my head, like, Claudio's trying to show me up because he knows I don't want to shake his hand. And I was like, I'll shake it. You ain't going to show me up in my moment. I'll shake it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got that. Now, and then you have, uh, of course, the uh, New Japan uh, that uh, the uh, title there. Uh, so now you're your triple yeah, crown the, champion. Yeah, the strong open weight championship. Uh, winning it in Corgan Hall. Uh, I tell everybody Corgan Hall is uh, holy ground. And uh, to do it against Kenta, who's in a lot of people's Mount Rushmore's of, of professional wrestling. And to be honest with you, Kenta changed the game, man. I remember when Kenta first came out, so many guys on the independents were trying to do his thing. You know what I mean? Do his moves and all that stuff. He influenced so many people, guys like him and Marafuji, for that generation, inspired so many, and the, and they're amazing in the ring. So being able to beat, you know, Kenton for the title in Cork and all, in holy ground, you know what I mean? It felt, it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I still don't. Yeah, I, I, you had a heck of a 2023. I didn't I didn't see this coming. I mean, when we talked at the end of uh, 2022, you were very angry. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people, uh, I think Claudio, I think uh, MJF at the time, because I think that was before he came back and everything else. Yeah. And then you went and kicked ass in 2023. Yeah, man, I guess it was just, you know, it was time. You, you know what I mean? I just keep doing the same thing. I keep. You know, being me, and, and when things happen, they happen. When things pop up, you got to take advantage of it. Yeah. How, how does it feel now? Because now, like you said, you know, the, the chase is one thing, but now, now you're the champion. Now you have the target, and now everybody's coming at you uh, tomorrow. Uh, Rampage, you fight uh, Wheeler Yuda in the match. Yeah, yeah. I think I hurt his feelings by calling him a bitch, but you know what I mean. <laughs> if you. You got a problem with it? Come see me, and we're gonna fight, and we're gonna. I'm gonna see if he's if he's a bitch or is he or he's grown up. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, people say when you become a champion, you like become thirty percent or whatever more confident. You know what I mean? Or something like that. I heard, and it's true because now you know you're the champ. They have to beat you. You know what I mean? And you kind of feel like you can't be beaten, and that's how I feel right now. Like it's gonna take a lot for someone to beat me. 
Yeah. Like, I never had this confidence before, to be honest with you. You know, there, you know, there was always – I still have a little bit of doubt here and there, but that goes with any fighter or any fight. You know what I mean? There's always that moment of doubt. But then, to me, it goes away quicker now since becoming champion. Now it's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, there was something – you know, when I talked to Mark Henry a couple of years ago, he, he talked about uh, momentum. That wrestlers yeah. get, you know, and I always thought like, cause you would hear it and I'm like, well, they're just, the announcers are just saying that. But then he's like, no, 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 it's a real thing. Because like you said, you get confidence, uh, you get all this stuff going for you. And that's where you are right now. Yeah. And then like, I'm more confident that, you know, new style, like a new style to my game. You know what I mean? I'm throwing a lot more kicks now. I'm bringing in the Muay Thai that I've trained in for about six years into the, into my repertoire or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Nice big word there for me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you just get more confident and, and, and you want to experiment and you're like, yeah, this is not going to backfire. You know, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, you know? Yeah. Well, you're just going to beat everybody in the Blackpool Combat Club the way it's going here, right? Ah, uh, no, nah, I'm not. No, nah, that's not my group, man. When when you got to put on a shirt, be real, that doesn't make you real. So <laughs> BCC can do whatever they want. I tell John that all the time. And he's just, he just tells me, shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I bust his chops. He busts my chops. That's it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I think you've gone through everybody in that group now, though, right? Because you beat uh, uh, Brian and then, uh, of course, Claudio, and you got Wheeler tomorrow. And Yeah. Well, I don't even look at that stuff. I know Tony Khan does, and I know other fans look at that, and they're like, he beat everyone in BCC. <laughs> I don't look at it as a group. I look at it as individuals. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I look at it and beating guys like Claudio and Brian, who I another person who I never beat before anywhere. And then same thing with Mox, another person who I've never beat before anywhere. It just you know, it feels like it's my time, but I also know at any point in time this can end if I'm not sharp. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I gotta be razor sharp every time I'm out there. Yeah. Well then you gotta deal with um uh Gabe Kidd, right? Or the Battle of the Valley. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Here's the thing with Gabe Kidd, man. I've seen what he said, you know what I mean? I see him getting all amped up and hyped up. He reminds me of dudes on the street who used to just talk and talk and talk <laughs> to hype themselves up. And then once you confront them, they back down. I'm not saying Gabe's going to back down, but he's talking so much that I can see the fear in him. He's talking more to hype himself up than to actually say something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or actually sell tickets or whatever he, he, what he says. Every time he says, I can see it in his eyes. There's a fear that he can't win. There's a fear that he's not ready. I can see it. And I used to use that fear as armor. You know what I mean? That's how it helped me. Let's see if, if he's going to use that fear as armor or is he going to tuck tail and run because he wants to call himself a war dog. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes you got to poke the bear and get attention, and then, of course, the bear's going to take care of business. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? To me, he's like a Yorkie and I'm a pit. You know what I mean? <laughs> if he wants to go with the dog metaphor, you know? So he's going to have a, a little bit of uh, trouble. You know, I'm not yeah. going to sit there and just lie down for him because he screamed and yelled. Or he's part of the Bullet Club or whatever, that group that I can't stand, you know? Is there any groups you like? <laughs> uh, I got a group of my friends and that's it. We don't call ourselves anything. We're just, we're just, we're chill. Gotcha. Well, speak, speaking of friends and everything, you put out a video a couple of months ago. Uh, we're totally changing directions here uh, through the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Uh, yeah. uh, it's a topic overlooked a lot in wrestling. Um, you know, I, I have gone through losing a, a friend, you know, who I didn't realize yeah. was going through this. 
Um, how overlooked is this in the wrestling world? It's overlooked in the world, not just in the wrestling world. It's looked over in any sport, you know what I mean, in, in any part of the world. Because, you know, mental health, man, we still got people out there who look at mental health as, like, something fake or something not real. And then we also have people take advantage of mental health stuff. So, like, people don't know what's real and what's not real, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I've seen it, man. I've seen it. I know other people have seen it. You know, I've lost friends who didn't talk about it. You know what I mean? I lost, we just recently lost a, a friend in Britain named Matt Kurt, rest in peace. Like, none of us thought anything was wrong because he was such a funny dude, such a, he, a bringer of life in the locker room. You know what I mean? You don't see the struggle or the war people are having inside. And people usually think they can do it on their own and, or they're going to be looked down upon if they speak on it. Nah, man, get yourself better, dog. That's the way I look at things. I don't want to see nobody who, A, I care about, or B, someone else cares about, take their own life because they didn't talk or they or they were scared to talk. There's no reason to be scared. And to me, people who make fun of it or don't accept it, they don't get it. And that's fine. They don't have to get it. That's nothing wrong with them either. You know what I mean? But there are people there who do get it. And you'll find those people, you know? Yeah. And they'll be there with you. Yeah, you, you're definitely right. I think people are are afraid to say something, which I, I don't know why. Because um, because you know, I like oh, I was I was for years. I was for years because I thought it'd make me weak. You know, so I, I so the way I covered it up when I was younger was through anger and through fighting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not weak. You know, but inside I was fighting myself. Not even the person out on the street I was fighting. I was fighting myself more than anything. You know, so. When I was able to talk about it, when I finally snapped and realized, like, nah, man, I'm done with this. I lost too many friends, and I'm tired of fighting in the street. I'm going to be locked up. I want to make it in wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I finally realized that, and it took the pandemic and me to turn 38, when I finally matured and realized that, I was things changed for me. You know, and, and it's not that I'm good or whatever. This is a, this is a for life thing I got to deal with. You know, I'm not always good. I'm not always right. But I try to center myself more than before. But it's still an everyday struggle. You know what I mean? Like, it never ends, you know? And I kind of like the struggle because without struggle, there is no progress, you know? Yeah. Do you think uh, social media doesn't help any of this at all? Is it too toxic? Because don't, you don't have like a um, page, do you? You're not on social media, are you? No, I, I, I had to get I have Instagram. I have Eddie Kingston 81. I got Instagram because I could turn off the comments. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, no, to me, Twitter's just, it's not, it's not healthy, man. And uh, what happened to me was I usually ignore Twitter because everybody does the same low-hanging fruit jokes or whatever. Yeah. And that's fine. And I'm also the same guy that's like, if you don't like it, then don't watch. I don't care. I get paid the same. You know what I mean? Like, it don't, you're, you not watching does not affect me. Yep. In the ring and doing my thing, why does that affect you? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and to me, I go, something's wrong with your life. You know what I mean? Like, you need some help, you know? Yeah. But I saw something, someone wrote something real nasty about Rio. One of the uh, wrestlers for AEW, one of the fighters yeah, for us. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, I'm familiar with him. And, and, and I saw it, and I was just like, oh, this is gross. You know what I mean? It wasn't even anyone with a profile pic. It was someone who just 
decided to open up a Twitter that day just to say something nasty. You know, they had like the little egg on it or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, this dude took time out of his day to make a profile page, right? Just to write this nasty stuff. I was like, I'm done. And I deleted the app and I was like, I'm over it. You know, to me, that was ugly, and I didn't want to be associated with that ugliness. You know what I mean? I got a lot of ugliness inside me anyway. I don't need outside stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't blame you. I mean, and there seems to be a lot of, like, tribalism in wrestling. You know, everybody likes their groups or whatever else. I, I don't understand that. You know, it's it's very frustrating as a fan. I, I understand it because when I was a fan, you know what I mean? I was all about ECW and screw everybody else, <laughs> right? But I never said I want a place for clothes. Yeah. You know what I mean? To me, when you sit there and say, I hope AEW closes or WWE closes or whatever, to me, you're a nasty human being because people are losing their jobs. People with families are losing their jobs. This has nothing to do with tribalism or, or whatever. This is you being nasty. You know what I mean? And not understanding what life's about. And to me, that's wrong. You know, just like I'm a Yankee fan, but I don't hope the the Red Sox players get, you know, hurt or injured or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like a kid mental, you know? And, like, I also tell people, like, oh, but you talk crap about WWE. Yeah, just like I talk crap about the Boston Red Sox. AEW's my team. The Yankees are my team. The Giants are my team. You know what I mean? Now, like, perfect example, Giants this year, they were not good. But I'll sit there and say they were Screw the Cowboys, screw the Eagles, you know what I mean? <laughs> Even though they're in the playoffs and they're, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're doing their thing, you know what I mean? But I'm still, as a Giants fan, going to say that. Just like I'm a fan of AEW, I'm going to say everybody else sucks, even though it's not true. And that's it. Just like people in, in WWE will say AEW sucks, you know what I mean? And theirs is the best, and that's it. It's just you, you stick with your team. That's it, you know what I mean? But... I don't want nowhere to close because I actually got a couple people who I consider friends over at WWE. I don't want them to lose the job. They got wife and kids. I want them to feed their family. I don't want them. And those guys don't want me to lose the job. These fans don't get that. We're, we're all pulling for each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. We just want to, we want everybody to eat, but we want our people to eat first and eat more. You know, that's it. But everybody else can eat. Yeah. Uh, without digging into it, do you think like bosses should stay off of you know certain social media accounts and not tweet so much? Or ah, <laughs> uh, to me, you do what you want to do. It ain't my business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. I think a lot of us have forgotten the lessons that we learned as kids. Yeah. Like you know, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. You know, don't be a tattletale. Don't you know what I mean? Just simple things like that that we learned as kids. You know. Or, like, growing up in New York, I was always taught, mind your own business. Don't worry about nobody else's stuff. Worry about your house. Clean your house first before you try to do anything with anybody else. That, you know? That's a very good answer. That's very good. I got one more question because I know we're getting tight on time. Uh, it's all good. There's a story making the rounds, uh, but a guy by the name of Joe Black at an independent show that you paid him at a show. When did this happen? Uh, man, I can't believe Joe put that out there. You know what I mean? Man, I didn't want that out there because I don't want people. Ah, right, look, uh, I like the kid over. You know what I mean? I wish somebody would pick him up. You know what I mean? Or he would get more burned. But maybe he is. I haven't really paid attention to the independence, and I feel horrible for that. But 
you know, I mean, he's a good kid, and I saw he didn't get paid, and, you know, I understand how that is, how to, you know, you drive hours and you don't get paid, and I was like, look, man, here, here's some scratch. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want the kid to go hungry or, you know what I mean, whatever. He went in there, he had a match, he went balls to the wall, so, like, he, you know, I gave him money. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It felt like the right thing to do at the time. But I wish he didn't tell people. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he even tried to give it back. Like, you know, and you're like, no, like, don't. Like, why did you feel that dis- disrespectful for him to turn it down or give it back to you? Because I'm, I'm offering it to you. Don't take my like. That's the way I look at things. Don't take my offer and disrespect it. You know what I mean? Like, like when you're a guest at a house and they offer you something, even if you're not going to eat it or, yeah. or take it, like, take it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Just, just take it. You don't have to eat it. You don't have to spend it. Whatever. Just, just take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, I, but I thought that was a very classy move on your part. I mean, I, I've, I've been to independent shows, not as a wrestler, but, but I've been backstage yeah. and you know, I've seen the guys getting paid. You know, I always wonder, you know, how it all gets worked out and everything. And for you to do that is a very classy thing, Eddie. People to know. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? When I, just like, I don't know, just, a lot of times, what I've noticed, especially the, the bigger companies, uh, a lot of guys, and I'm, I don't know who, but I've seen it. I, I can't tell you exactly who, but I've seen them do nice things for attention, for clout. And, like, they want people to talk about it. When I do something nice, I don't need it talked about. You know what I mean? Because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. To me, when you do something right, you don't need a trophy. You don't need a pat in the back. It's because it's the right thing to do. That should be enough. You know, I don't need people to tell me, oh, Eddie, that was cool. Or like you said, oh, that was classy or whatever. No, it was the right thing to do. There it is. That's it. I don't need the attention. I'm good. I don't need a pat in the back because I know what I did was right. You know, and that's the way I look at things. That's why I don't like when people say stuff like one time I did an independent show for an old friend of mine, Ultraman is black. And he was like, Hey, we're doing meet and greet. And then, you know, how much do you want? And I was like, look, dog, I work for free. Take the, you know, take the money from the meet and greet. Just give it a charity, a local charity. I was like, that's the only thing I ask. If you don't give it to a local charity, I'll be pissed. <laughs> and then he announces that I did that on the show. And I went, bro, what are you doing? You know what I mean? I don't. I don't need that attention. It's just, bro. I'm doing it because you're a friend of mine, and like, you know what I mean? Charity's a good thing. Like, what? What? What are we doing? I don't need that attention because I don't do it for that. You know, like, it's a, and I feel weird when I get the attention because I'm like, why y'all pat me on the back for doing something that's right? I don't know. That's just the way I look at things. Yeah, every independent booker is going to say, "Hey, Eddie, can you work our show this rate?" <laughs> yeah, that's when I go. Look, man, that was for my homeboy, not for you. I don't know y'all that well. I need my money. Uh, man, I love talking to you. You are probably one of the most uh, real interviews I, I've had, and I've interviewed a lot of people on this show. I just—I don't know. I'm just me. I'm not real. I'm just me. Like whatever it is, this is what you get. Twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. My girlfriend probably rolls her eyes a lot because of the way I am, but she loves me. Thank God. Ah, uh, nah, there needs to be more Eddie Kingston's in the world, man. It just that's. that's... <laughs> I don't know about that. Was, maybe not. You know, maybe not wrestling. Long... Hey, <laughs> no, I did. You know what I mean? It took me a long time to get you know mentally where I'm at right now. You know what I mean? I wasn't always 
the nicest person in the world. You know, I have a lot of guilt and regrets that I got to, you know, live with and deal with, you know, but in, in another way, I look at it like I had to go through that. I had to go through that immaturity and the dumb stuff I said and done. I had to go through that to get to where I am now, you know? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you need a low point in life, it's, and then you rebound from that, and then you're like, "Well, I don't want to go back to that again." So you have this. Yeah, it's just it's just maturing, man. It's maturing, you know. When I was in my twenties, I thought I knew everything. Yeah. Now that I'm older, I look back at me in my twenties, and I was like, "Damn, what an idiot!" <laughs> you know? Young and so dumb. That's like when the young, yeah, the youngins come up to me in the locker room, they tell me stuff, and I'm like, "You know, this don't matter, right?" Like I'm telling you right now, I've been where you're at. This does not matter. And a couple of years ago, look back at this and go, wow, I was dumb to do that or worry about that or react like that. I tell them all the time. I go, yo, trust me. I've been there. I've seen it. I've done it. Eddie, thank you so much. Uh, AEW Collision, Chartway Arena in Norfolk at ODU on Saturday. Uh, tickets are available through whynottix.com. You, man... I love this. Hopefully next time AEW rolls to town, we, we can talk again, and hopefully you're still a Triple Crown champion. Yeah, man, I, I, how about this? I put it out in the universe. I will be Triple Crown champion, Continental Crown champion, as we call it, and uh, I'll definitely be there, man. Awesome. And we'll definitely chit-chat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Eddie, thank you so much, man, and uh, have a great 2024 to keep, keep that momentum going, my friend. Ah, Same to you, brother. Same to you. All right, we'll see you later. All right, buddy. Thanks. Bye-bye. Wasn't he great? Man, Eddie is great, man. Two-time guest in this show. Both times knocked it out of the park. Thank you so much, Eddie. Thank you so much, AEW, for putting that together. Again, AEW Collision happening Saturday at Chartway Arena in Norfolk, and uh, that's going to be an awesome time. Tickets are available now. Uh, by the way, if you missed the previous episode, uh, we interviewed AEW Sky Blue, who was fantastic, uh, talking about you know what kind of matches she wants to have. She wants to do hardcore matches, everything else, climb the ladder, table matches, and uh, and everything else, and I uh, appreciate uh, Fightful, if you could tag us, that would be great. Uh, anybody else that's listening, tag us. You know, ESPR99, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we would appreciate that, or at least a link to the interview, if you can do that. Uh, again, thanks for checking us out. We're Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. Uh, social media, ESPR99, Facebook and Twitter. On the web, FM99.com, 1069thefox.com. Uh, Facebook's, uh, I'm sorry, Spotify, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to podcasts and search ESPR Wrestling, uh, you can do that. Also, we're listed in IMDb somehow. So thank you for whoever made that happen. We appreciate that. My name is Dave Taylor. Thanks for listening. And as always, make sure you eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Repeat.